Welcome back, everybody. This is episode five. Today, we're going to be talking about personal money management, um, credit card information, how to maintain credit scores, um, things like that, saving, spending, managing credit card debt, all that good stuff. Um, so I guess first off, straight off the bat, um, the first question we have, should people have a credit card and what do they use it for or what should they use it for? As soon as you're old enough, you should have a credit card. What we learned is with my two boys, the first one, we didn't get him credit. We just let him, you know, use our stuff. And then as he got his first job making good money, he had no credit and couldn't do anything. So with Taylor, he had credit cards in his name and he got 21, had a great credit score and was set to go. So Absolutely. I remember, I think my first credit card was Pally Royal in like 1985. <laughs> <laughs> Pally Royal. Yeah. So am I doing it properly? No. But do I think you need credit? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you need credit? Probably not, right? Americans are entirely too dependent, in my opinion, on credit cards because they use them for things that they probably shouldn't be using them for. Credit cards were really kind of, in the beginning, um, a way for people to have access to emergency funds in a time of need, right? And now they've become part of our daily living. You swipe a card for everything, you know? And it's you have so it on your phone. It's so easy to have the app on your phone and, you know, uh, Apple Pay or whatever it is. And the way credit, in my opinion, really should be handled is the first mistake I think people make in their daily finance in their lives is, they let things come auto-draft out of their checking account, whether it's their car insurance, electricity bill, tides to their church, whatever it is. That's a complete mistake. It's so easy, and in today's world where we're in such a hurry. Correct. To set up an auto-draft and never think about it again. So Those what you're saying, you want us to work. Never. No. That's what I have. That's not what I said at all. Those auto-drafts should never come out of your checking account, ever. Oh. To me, a perfect checking account or savings account statement has five charges on it. Your monthly interest that you accrued, the charge for when you paid your credit card bill, and a couple of things that you couldn't put on your credit card. Every bill that you have that's recurring, that's monthly, every meal that you eat, every time you fill up your vehicle, you should put it on your credit card. What you should not do is roll that balance over into the next statement. As soon as you charge something, pay it off. Pay it off that day, pay it off at the end of the week. Don't ever let it roll a statement period so that you accrue interest. Well, Ronnie, what's the point of even having a credit card then? The point of having a credit card is so that you don't ding your checking account that many times. You're a lot less susceptible to theft to fraud fraud because you're not swiping your debit card you're swiping a credit card so if they run a bad charge it's not linked directly to your account it's not linked directly to your money you know if they do a fraudulent charge on a credit card so what the credit card companies are happy to you know um reverse those charges and give you a temporary credit your checking account almost a nightmare it's a nightmare Mm -hmm. when you have to try to get that reversed because the banks don't work like starting over exactly so my belief is everybody should have a credit card. 
everybody should charge every single thing they do on their daily lives on that credit card. And then at the end of the day or at the end of the week, pay that balance, period. No questions asked. Nothing should be auto-drafted out of your checking account. And you run up that credit card every single month for everything that you buy. I agree. But there's also some people, my spouse, who can't, that's, that's, you're making charges. You're making charges. When we first, you know, started and I tried to say, let's do this. Let's put everything over here and get miles. That's, that's yeah. what I get out of it. Yeah, get a rewards card. That, Absolutely. Exactly. Look at all the miles <clears throat> I have now. Yeah, get you something that gives you cash back at the end of every month, right? I mean, just don't just get miles. a credit card to get a credit card. Right. Get a credit card that gives you some kind of benefit, mm-hmm. either miles, rewards, cash back, anything, right? And even if you can only get a Capital One credit card that has a $300 credit limit on it, so Start what? there. Start there. Charge up to $300. Pay the $300 off. If that's every three days you're charging up $300, then pay it off every three days. It's so easy to download that app on your phone and just make a payment right out of your checking account. And I know it takes a little bit of work to do that, but it's definitely worth it in the long run for not only your safety, but to build your credit so that you Absolutely. can have a twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollar credit limit at some point sure. and have peace of mind that you have access to emergency funds. We talked last week about, you know, having emergency funds or at some point we talked about it, right? And when you start to apply and you look at retirement, one of the factors that we have, one of the stipulations before we write somebody's contract is they have to have liquidity, right? right? They have to have six to 10 months worth of emergency funds. Well, a credit card with a huge open credit limit is liquid assets. It's there for emergencies if and when you need it. So everybody should have one. Everybody should charge everything they do in their daily lives to that credit card and just pay it off every month. You know, something also you taught me, I mean, I we had no idea about credit or, you know, if you're on this side of it where you came from the credit side and all of that, we didn't. We had no idea. So you paid your credit cards once a month on time early, you know, and that was it. But the way just even paying it twice you know, the way you would come and pay and you paid it twice and it brings up your credit score because you're making two payments in a month. Absolutely. You're still paying the same thing, yep. but you're making two payments. I had no idea about that. Yep. I mean, I don't think probably many other people know that as well. No, no. I didn't know. There's no, lots of little secret ways to increase your credit score. And the most important thing is pay your effing bills. Yes. You have a car note, pay it on time. You have a mortgage note, pay it on time. Pay your required payments, your installment loans on time. Right. Put everything else on a credit card. Pay it off every time you get a chance. Pay it before that monthly bill comes due. You have to know when the end of your cycle is. So go to free credit report, go to Credit Karma, go somewhere where they show you on this day, this credit card reports. Three days before that reports, make sure that balance is zero. Period. Yeah. That's exactly what you would do. Whatever it was, let's say it was due the 12th, you'd go in by the 9th and pay, the pay it then. Zero. Right. That way it shows open available credit over time. But you're charging. They, they're showing a high balance over time. All that does is just increase your credit score. Simple things. Just doing things, uh, what, work smarter, not harder. Yep. I mean, we're not spending any more money, and we've got almost half a million miles that I, you know, we can use for hotels, for flying, and that's not something that I have to pay for any longer. Are there, if any, 
disadvantages of having a credit card. Like I know for me, I have a super unhealthy relationship with my credit card. Yeah. But it's probably because I'm young and irresponsible mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not really. I mean, the only disadvantage mm-hmm. to having a credit card is you have to be responsible enough to not max it out and roll that interest, right? You don't want to roll interest monthly on a credit card. And if you do roll interest, don't make the minimum payment. That's the biggest mistake people make. That minimum payment, 99% of the time, is just paying your interest and zero towards your actual Can it, principal. Right. Really be zero yeah. towards the principal? Yeah, absolutely. Well, because, like, for Mo- example, the majority of credit cards are set up with a 36 to 48 month payback. So when they yeah, give you your right. minimum payment, it's literally just enough to cover the interest and a couple of dollars towards your principal. So even a small yeah. percentage, like 2%, 3% towards your principal, because like, they want you to take three years to pay it back and they want to make their interest money. Something that somebody asked me the other day is, Ronnie, well, how do all these credit card companies make money if you're not ever rolling a balance? Do you know? I don't know. I mean, they're receiving. No, I don't. I don't. Interchange guess. fees, merchant fees. Oh, Every time right. you swipe your On the credit card, card right. at JCPenney yes. or wherever, Pelly Royal. that interchange <laughs> fee that they charge the bank and JCPenney's to do that transaction is 2%, 2.5%, 3 or 4 if it's Amex. That's why when you travel overseas, a lot of places don't take Amex because the interchange fees are so high. They only want Visa or MasterCard. Right. So the merchant fees vary by the merchant that you're using, Visa, MasterCard, Discover, uh, Diners Club, whoever it is. Um, And the reason that you pay more for American Express is because American Express was never intended to be a credit card. American Express was intended to be what you're talking about within 30 days. Exactly. That's how it started. And that's why their merchant fees are higher because you couldn't roll a balance on American Express back in the day. You can now because they have some more margin cards. But their fees still remain high, but their fees remain high because they give outstanding customer service compared to Visa and MasterCard, generally speaking, right? I'm generalizing, but that's the reason their fees are so high is they give you more on the backside a lot of times. But yeah, there's the credit card companies, if you're worried about, oh, well, they're not going to make their money in their interest. Well, why are we worried? They're making plenty of money up front. We know they're making money. Even if they never got a interest payment from anybody that has their cards, they still have plenty of money. I'm sure that 90% of their open credit lines are probably rolled every month, not paid in oh, full. I mean, I could look it up, I'm sure, but the numbers, I'm sure, are huge. Yeah. because So they are making that, what, 24, 28% interest? interest? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what's worse, uh, paying the minimum balance or just never paying at all? Well, I mean... It, it's the of same course. thing. If you're just paying the minimum balance, you're probably never going to pay it off. Yeah, because you're just going to keep spending money and adding to it. So Absolutely. Exactly. What happens if you cancel a credit That's card? That's easy. Oh. You cancel the credit card. But that go- hits, puts a ding know, on your credit. mess up your credit score? Um, it depends on what you're talking about, right? If you cancel a credit card and don't pay it off, well, then you get a charge off that yeah, not that. But even if you just but if you just close a credit card, you should never just close a credit card. Mm-hmm. Cut it up and don't ever use it. Sure, right. right. But don't close it. Don't close it because you want to have the open available credit, right? Yeah. So the way credit scores work is, you get a certain percentage of your credit score is, are you paying your bills on time? Another percentage of your credit score is how much open available credit do you have, right? So the, lo- the larger your open available credit amount is, the higher your credit score becomes as a result. So why'd you tell me to 
let that one red card that said, if you don't use your credit card, it's going to go away. Because you had enough. Oh. Once you exceed $50,000 in open available credit. Oh, then it doesn't matter. It's all the same. Yeah. How can people control their spending, especially when they're impulse buyers? I'm an impulse buyer. That's a great question, isn't it? That question makes no sense to me. How? Because I don't understand how people don't control their spending. The way you control your spending is you look in your checking account. Right. If you could pull it out of your checking account, swipe your credit card for it. Right. That's what I was if taught. If you can't pull it out of your checking account, because it goes along that same story, right? I'm going to pay that credit card off before the statement hits. So if I don't have the money in my checking account to afford that purchase, I'm just not making that purchase. But That's how you control your spending. Look at your checking account. I, yeah. Whatever's in your checking account is what you have to spend. But, but that's not with the way. That, with that in mind, you should have six to ten months worth of emergency money available. So not in credit that, cards. Yeah, deduct that from, your, from whatever is in your checking or savings account. Because that just goes into the ether and shouldn't even be looked at. Above and beyond that is what you have to spend. Period. I mean, it seems simple. You don't spend more than you make. But I think that a large portion of our society absolutely spends a lot more than yeah, what they I mean, make. We're at a point in time where we're at the highest credit card, rolling right. credit card balance ever. We're used to instant gratification. So why would we save and wait mm -hmm. for something when we can go get it now on plastic? But then, you know, who really, uh, so many people don't care about paying it back after that. I've got it. So last episode, I know towards the end, we talked a little bit about CPI. And um, what is CPI? Consumer Price Index. Making sure you knew. <laughs> yeah, I learned a little bit. Um, but we were talking about that. And I know that um, there's some updates to it that happened between last episode and when we're filming now. Um so do y'all want to talk about yeah. CPI? So CPI gets released every month, right? Yeah, and it's 14th or... It's a rolling 12-month period, right? So what you're looking at is the change in five categories um, year over year and then month over month. So there's CPI and then there's CPIU. CPI is used to measure core inflation. That's what the Fed uses to say we need to raise interest rates, lower interest rates, do something to boost the economy, do something to slow down the economy based on partially what that CPI, core CPI number is. So what they released yesterday or the day before is the CPI index is flat month over month. So it did not change between September and October. It held at 3.2. From last year, September and October. Um, it held at 3.2, um, and it was only incrementally down over, incrementally up. It was it up or down from the previous year? Let me look. Um, yeah, it was 3.2, mm -hmm. which is the same as it was in September. It actually is flat in October. It's a true zero, right? So what does that mean, Tracy? That prices haven't increased or decreased from the last month, in the last month, yep. from this time last year. Yep. Does that mean inflation went down? No. That means no. inflation just stayed level Right. in October. We were having a conversation after the segment um, that we didn't uh, show, um, talking about, well, 
what what's driving inflation and you know i think i talked last segment about you know it's the people in the 10 percent income that make between 250 and 400,000 a year that are really kind of driving the economy and the gdp we talked about that right yes and what this tells me um is gdp is up right so the economy is strong Inflation has basically leveled off. We have the lowest inflation of every industrialized country in the world. We have the lowest inflation in America. So on a global scale, we're actually doing better than a lot of countries. The big thing that this tells me is fuel and energy were both down. So Mm -hmm. energy was down 6.2%. Fuel was down 21%. So gas is cheaper at the pump. Last month, the cost of heating your home is cheaper. The two places where we got dinged, um, used cars and trucks are cheaper. The two places we got dinged is food was at 3.3%. I think that's a lie. Food has, Mm. it's not a lie. It's it's what the numbers say. No, I believe it's much higher. Forget the propaganda. Forget the, now, go to the grocery store and buy your damn groceries. That is based on the grocery store. Food away from home is up 5.5%. So eating out is more expensive. Food at um, the grocery store is more we went out expensive. To eat it's 3.3%. It is more okay. expensive. You're exactly right. Um, so you're believing the conspiracy theories. I'm believing the numbers that are reported. Now, I don't think the numbers are complete. I said because that last Because you know time. that they can all use numbers... They because they don't include a lot of things that I think should be included in that food calculation. The food calculation they use is very incomplete. It does not cover a lot of what and everybody honestly, puts in their shopping basket. What, what does CPI matter to any of us for? It doesn't matter to us and individually. Well, it does matter to us individually because it's kind of a you know how are we doing in the a world gauge. Thing. But it matters to the Fed, right? Because that, that's what partially what the Fed uses to dictate what they're going to do with interest rates. And what they're going to do with interest rates ultimately affects everybody in the country. Right. So that's why you have to look at CPI and kind of use it as the gauge. So insurance carriers also do. The big thing that people got just absolutely killed on was transportation, services, mm-hmm. so deliveries, U- USPS, UPS, all that got 9.2% more expensive. That's huge. Shelter and housing, 6.7%. So that's the big red herring to me is when houses and rents still went up six and a half percent, even though everything else is kind of leveling out, that's a problem. And so the Fed has to look at it with two different sets of eyeballs. Well, we could lower interest rates and if we did, well, what would happen to the housing market? Well, people start buying homes. Right. Right. I and think overpriced homes. Exactly. Right? The, because that could be dangerous as well. They're six point seven percent up. But that you know, people think this three point two number is a bad number. It's not. No, it's not. That's a that's historically the average. Right. average number. Cost of inflation, inflation annually. Over the last hundred and eighteen years is three point two seven percent. That's right. So it's sitting at the historic number of inflation. It's a good number. What's concerning is well, when is the Fed going to make a change? Because the price of gasoline is down, the price of energy is down, and energy is everything other than gasoline, right? Electricity, um, natural gas, things like that. 
Thank you. It's broken into two separate categories. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. I don't. I think when people sometimes hear energy um, in the news, they think that includes gasoline, and almost it does if you're talking about the entire category. But ninety percent of the time, they're not. They're just talking about the other than oil energy, um, and then new vehicles were only up one point nine percent. That's a really small number comparatively. But I was watching something. I don't think I told you. I was watching a report, and they were talking about the price of Chevy and Ford, right. and Dodge. Um, well, and I can't remember who did the report, but it was a news channel, and they were talking and not CNN or MSNBC. It was a local news channel, like in Utah somewhere. And they went to the Ford dealership and looked at the Ford vehicles, went to Chevy dealership, looked at the Chevy vehicles, went to a Dodge dealership, looked at the Dodge vehicles, compared those prices to pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. and then said, well, if inflation is 3.4%, they were using like 35 vehicles should go up at 3.5%. So the this F-150 in 2018 cost X dollars. It should cost Y dollars just based on inflation. Chevy, Dodge, and Ford were 18% above. I would think all, I, I'm surprised crazy. that not all of them are. Based on inflation. I mean, you know, the cost right? of cars is So they insane. were basically 20% higher than they should have been because what happened during the pandemic is they raised the prices because supply and demand. There was no vehicles right. on lots. Right. They weren't being produced. Mm-hmm. So people were overpaying for vehicles, right? Well, Post-pandemic, Nissan, Toyota, Subaru, all those people who had raised their prices took their prices back down. That's surprising, though, in itself. I was shocked when I saw the report. And they compared the foreign manufacturer's vehicles, 2018 to now. Mm -hmm. And they had lowered their prices and taken the 20% back out. And now the cars were about inflation adjusted had the pandemic not happened. Interesting. So something that's, I think, killing the American car market is the fact that if I go get, and y'all don't know, but they know, I drive a big, you know, jacked up Ford truck. That's just what I like, right? My truck is $100,000. It is not a $100,000 truck. Yeah. No. In any way, shape, or form. And then I've been looking now at Toyota Tundras. I can get an equivalently, an equally equipped Toyota Tundra, just like my Ford, mm-hmm. for forty thousand dollars less. Wow. I, I I think that everything. I still believe that they are manipulating the numbers. Who is they? I don't know. They are manipulating the numbers. You can't tell me. This year, you don't feel, and, and just the same as last year, the last two years, inflation hasn't been up more than the 3.2 average. We're, we're seeing it. Well, it depends on what month you're talking about. Okay, but still we're seeing it. Of, you know that what year. things cost pre-COVID and what we were paying for things, food, it, it, exactly. You you can't go out, out to way eat. way more expensive. But Everything. I don't care what it is. You have to. It's insane. It costs too much. I don't know how a family of four does anything. Extracurricular activities, a movie, um, anything. Because the price of things has gone up more than what I believe over 
the years, what we've experienced where we've gotten used to the 3%, you know, a little bit of change over the year. I feel in the last two years, the jumps have been astronomical. My entire belief is it's not what the numbers tell me. I mean, I, I only know what the numbers tell me. And I'll be candid. I don't grocery shop. I, I can't. You don't think that it's costing you more today, more so than the average of what we've been used to, you know, just a, a small it's a give minor and take. change. We, we talk about it all the time. It's a give and take, right? So is groceries costing me more? Yes, because I see what is charged. Right. At the grocery store and the dollar difference right. between now and last year. So, yeah, I can physically see that change. But I also know gas nationwide average is under $3.40. Okay, that's been for, for two weeks. So you know what? there's the give and take, right? That, but that, that hasn't... It hasn't been for two weeks, but go ahead. Okay. But there's the give and take, right? So I'm paying more at the grocery store, but over this last month, this last six weeks, I got to pay less at the gas pump. One month The of, cost to heat my house was less. I, yeah, okay. I mean... I feel like we've paid a lot more. Mm -hmm. We've the, seen the a fact, lot more of the increase. I, this is not my feelings. It's my damn pocketbook. You said I feel like. Well, because I don't look at the numbers, but I know that we're spending more than, than just the average inflation of what we were used to. Once again, the numbers don't care about your feelings. You feel like you're spending more, but do you actually pay the bills at your household? No. I know that things cost more. You don't. You have to back that up with numbers. You can't just blanket say, oh, I feel like we're spending more. No, I that's know not, we're spending more. Accurate. I know when I, when I do go to the store, I don't go to the store all the time, but when I do go, I can get the same amount of, you know, I fill up my basket until I can't put any more in there normally because that's my one trip when I go, and it's costing 75% more. That's not true. <laughs> I'm going to show you. You don't have to show me. It's not true because now you've literally said two different things. No, I haven't. I said what cost me you three said, or four hundred dollars. Yeah, now cost, now cost me six. six or seven. Six or seven. That's not 75 percent, though. I'm going to pull them up. I'm telling you it's between 50 and 75 percent. I believe that you feel that way. The problem is that's uh, not what the numbers tell me. Mm. But again, numbers can be manipulated. But Just like all the propaganda there that you don't like that I like to look at for what we because do. Because it's propaganda. It's not Because fact. you say they can manipulate the numbers. The Bureau of Labor and Statistics has no reason uh -huh. That's to right. manipulate the numbers. Now, I have said many times I think the numbers are incomplete because I don't like what they use to calculate food. Right? Okay, so then... It, so they're that not lying to get. us, but they're they're it's definitely they're an manipulating the numbers so that they can figure out or it's, show us. It's definitely an incomplete story. That, Absolutely correct. That wants to create a facade, a bubble of that everything is okay, everything's good. No, you're imagining yourself, or you're imagining that you're spending more than you did last year. That's that's no no false. the report is not saying that everything's okay. It's saying it's flat from that from this time same time last year. Correct, but it's also saying that cars cost you way more. Well, and it that also your house is going to cost you way more. They also talked about uh, that an Uber is going to cost you way more. We're just going to have to agree to disagree. Correct. 
Thanks for tuning in for this week's episode, everybody. We hope you learned some valuable things, or at least you had maybe a little bit of a good laugh along the way. All of our social media platforms are linked at the bottom of our video, or you can go to our link tree at WT Finance. Um, you can also go to WTFpodcast.com. That is our website. You can find everything you need to know about us, our company, what we do, and all of our social media on that website. Until next time, guys.